Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Good morning, everybody, and happy holidays from the PBSC podcast. It's Christmas time. We're all super stoked. I uh, you, no, Nobody can see, but I'm jazzed up with a Santa hat on. So I'm you like are. ready to, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm stoked and ready to go, looking forward to the break and everything that entails. And, you know, I'm actually, I, it's kind of a good lead into where we're going to, what we're going to be talking about today, because it is uh, kind of a unique experience for me, to be honest, to look at the holidays in a positive light um for for many years for different reasons that we'll get into some which we've already talked about during this these last three weeks as we've been covering different parts of you know the holidays and how to navigate them um we've talked touched on this a little bit but uh the holidays for mark and i have not always been super fun uh in fact i know that we were talking before we recorded this and uh and maybe some of you share the same sentiment there's there are definitely fun times but it's almost kind of like geez can we just survive and get to January, you know, the most, the saddest time of the year kind of thing. Oh no, my um, Christmas holidays have always been fantastic. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. never mind. I'm alone in my principles <laughs> and Mark has had great Christmases. So <laughs> there you yeah. go. But uh, yeah, we wanted to just jump in a little bit with you today and, and uh, wanted this to be kind of a, a Christmas gift of sorts to our listeners. Uh, we're going to be reflecting back on, you know, Christmases that were difficult for us personally and, and why. Um, and uh, in an effort to relate to some of you, I'm sure you're dealing with some of those same issues and then talk a little bit about not just how to break out of that kind of in a general sense, but also, um, what worked for us at the time as we were in, in kind of that critical stage of trying to rebuild and change and grow and takes, take something that was really hard and painful and start shifting it back to what it, it ought to be, which is a time of connection and 
and happiness instead of regret and shame and sadness and all those things that too many of us who are fighting this battle with addiction individually and in our marriages on either side of the coin are are dealing with. So excited to be here today. Yeah, we Steve and I were talking and we thought, you know, what what Christmas gift could we give to all of our listeners? Because <laughs> we, yeah. we appreciate all of you so much. Uh, it's been, we're coming up in January. It'll be a year, right? Yep. We've been doing this podcast and January 15th, 2020 is when we launched January 15th. And we're, we're about to hit our 30,000th listen, 30,000 listens. Yeah. Which is just for us is amazing. And I think we just passed the hundred countries mark. So yeah, that is incredible. Just so grateful to all of you and that you actually take some time to listen to what we have to say, which boggles our minds at times. People are actually listening to what we have to say. Steve, what's what's going on? It does. And 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 I think you know I say this all the time, but we're we're we just love our listener base so much and we really do when we when we record these episodes, we really do think of have each of you in mind and appreciate any feedback and emails that you you send us at our contact form on uh, pbsc doc or pbscpodcast.com and are just grateful for all of you and uh, want you guys to have have a have a happy holiday season uh, and to be able to uh, take some of that good in. So yeah, I mean, we're, if we're if we're gonna just kind of jump right into it, um, gosh, let's start with the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts what, uh, of Christmas past, yes, uh, our uh, past. <laughs> Mark, I know that your uh, I know that your past Christmases have been great, but go ahead and just make something up about how hard it's been. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have to make anything up. You know, if I were <clears throat> to get raw and real about Christmas in the past, I mean, as a kid, here's the crazy part. As a kid, you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in my home that was very traumatic and and abusive in a lot of ways. But for some reason, Christmas time was the reprieve from that. Um, yeah. Everything would kind of come together at least for a day where things were pretty good. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm certainly grateful for that. Um, but on the other hand, that created an expectation for me in my adult life as I became a father and a husband and had my own kids. This expectation that Christmas had to be absolutely fabulous, perfect. Everything had to be exactly, you know, in order, all the right gifts and the right environment and the right everything. Because as, when I was a kid, that was one of the times of the year that I looked forward to as, uh, you know, a break from the madness yeah. that was going on in, in my environment. So that created some real issues for me. Um, You mix that uh, huge expectation to make sure everyone's happy, to make sure you have a smile on your face, to make sure, you know, everything just goes wonderful. And you try and mix that with addiction. Oh, yeah. And it's a mess. Yes. And I found that for so many years, I would probably have to say decades, actually. Christmas was not a a very uh, renewing, restful, joyous time for me. A lot of stress, a lot of pressure, uh, a lot of times didn't have the financial wherewithal to really create what I thought in my mind was, you know, the great Christmas for my kids. And so, you know, just scrambling to find, you know, the funds to, you know, to get those gifts some years. And then, of course, welcoming that lovely credit card bill that comes yeah. about mid-January. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> And so it was, uh, Christmas was a real mixed bag for me for a long time. <clears throat> and, you know, I would find 
very stressful uh, relationship issues that my wife and I had would seem to be magnified or exacerbated during the mm -hmm. holidays. Yeah. It can bring out the, the best or the worst in you. Yes. And I found a lot of years that there was, it would bring out the worst. Yeah. yeah. So we could go on and on about that. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it is it is kind of hard to reflect on, but I I, I, I can relate um, in a lot of ways for different reasons. I Growing up, uh, for me, there was less, I guess you would say, fam family trauma in the sense of like relationships being hard, at least initially. Um, some of my earliest Christmas memories were times when I was, you know, undergoing treatment for cancer uh, mm -hmm. when I was, you know, eight and 10. And and so it was it, it was kind of a weird time of of a mix of, sort of like, oh, is this our last one, you know, yeah, and um, facing that as a little kid, but then mm -hmm. also a mixture of kind of profound gratitude that came with that same time. And then when my dad passed away when I was 12, which, you know, which happened on, he, he died in a plane crash on January 15th mm. of, of that year, I was 12. And so it kind of, it, it was, it was a little ways after the holidays, right, but not really far enough to not taint them. It just kind of was, on your mind, especially for that first little while. And those, those first years were just hard. Mm -hmm. Um, it, they were still good. My mom, you know, made every effort possible to, we had really loving neighbors, a kind of a second family that we, we spent a lot of time with, uh, growing up who we would do Christmas with oftentimes, like there was a lot of really good, but it was also just kind of painful. And then it wasn't long after that when I got into addiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 13, you know, it was it was within a year uh, that I was starting to get hooked into addiction. And I was highly shame-based at the beginning of it. Um, you know, I, I went and talked to religious leaders about it. Uh, I remember that first time I was convinced I was getting kicked out of my, my faith. Like it was for sure going to happen. I remember thinking how evil and bad I was. And then that kind of just began that cycle that we've talked about oftentimes of trying and failing and not knowing what I'm dealing with and more and more shame. And, and then, uh, even, even, you know, as I got older and, uh, got married, um, that, that shame and pain kind of took on a new dynamic mm. as I was feeling as a husband, for example, right. It's like, great. Now I've dragged my wife into this pain. Now I'm helping to make her holidays hard. You know, what's that going to mean for me and us and, you know, our kids? Like, I got to break free of this thing, but I don't know how. And it was, it was just a very scary time. And I think the only other thing that I would say about that is, and many of you, you addicts that are listening to this who are recovering can, can relate. I remember every Christmas, it would be the year where I'd promise myself, I'm like, this time next Christmas, I'm done with this. You know, I am going to be done with this. This is the year that I'm going to be done with this. And I would set out with like such sincere resolve. But the problem was I had no tools. I didn't even have an idea of what I was dealing with. You know, yeah. up, up until I'd been married almost nine years, up until that point, I didn't even recognize this as an actual addiction. <laughs> I know. And so we were just, you know, kind of trying to move through that. And, and uh, you know, that hopeless place is hard because we've talked about that cycle. You know, every... Every time we make that firm commitment, be it around a holiday or some other thing, and then when we when we fall back down or we get knocked back down by this dang disease, it gets a, just a little harder to get up. And it's mm -hmm. it, it's so sad and so hard. And that shame almost kind of builds. And by the time I got to, you know, sort of that year before we really started recovery, it actually was really uh it, there was just a lot of 
it was just kind of a lot of half-hearted like yep i want to be done with this but i probably won't be and how many more Christmases will my wife stick around before she's finally going to just be <laughs> right. gone? And you know, well, I mean, it's so it, it's so nice to joke about now, but oh, yeah, it sucked really at the time. Really traumatic because because sucked. the crazy part is you take the feeling of Christmas and the holidays, which for many people is very much a spiritual mm-hmm. and really rich religious uh, you know time of year. You take all that and then you mix in with it our addiction. Yes. And those two don't mix well because no. what happens is you feel I felt even a double a double dose of shame during the holidays especially Christmas because I would be acting out. And the reason yeah. I was acting out was because the holidays were so incredibly stressful for me and yeah. created so much, <clears throat> you know, trauma and memories and just all the stuff that went on. That's where I went to self-soothe and cope. You know, when nobody was around, put on the good smiley face, wear the Santa hat, you know, do and say all the right things. And then when everyone's gone, you know, you collapse in front of your computer and and self-soothe and medicate. Yes. And that contradiction is just crazy painful because you feel like the biggest, the most duplicitous, hypocritical, you know, lying, slimy, whatever. Absolutely. Here's all this Christmas symbolism and all this stuff going on and here's what i'm doing in secret and that just took the whole stress of the holidays to a whole lower level for me yeah yeah i like how you put that to a whole lower level no you're absolutely right and i think that that i mean if we were to kind of uh sum up the the hard part about that is you know there is that people pleasing that comes out for all of us addicts as we are codependent in various forms and there is that pressure to make everyone else happy but then there is that uh, that internal feeling. And looking back, I, I don't know that I looked at it this way at the time, but probably one of the hard things to still look back on is just how many holidays did I, did I in many respects, not in all, but in many respects, kind of cheat me and my family yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. Of, 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 of them being better. Because every holiday, I can honestly say, I think there were good times every holiday during those dark times. It wasn't that it was all bad, but like you were saying, you'd have some good experiences and there'd be some good, but it's like the minute that thing ended, the hopelessness would set back in, the pain would set back in. Like you, I would act out inevitably more during this time of year. And so then, so now where I'm at, not only am I feeling that hopelessness and fear and shame, now I'm numb, right? Chemically, mm-hmm. I've just numbed my brain out to even yes, feeling anything. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Well, and we could, you know, we could depress everyone and tell a whole Christmas sob story for the next 20 minutes. And that wouldn't yeah. be a very good podcast. So yeah, we all probably want to go eat, <laughs> eat prob- like two pumpkin pies right now, back to back. Make that gallon of eggnog. That's right. Wash it down. <laughs> Wash it down the gallon of eggnog. <laughs> so we probably should make a little transition here and actually talk about where you and I are at today. Love it. Where are holidays today? And they're a whole lot different than they were of the holidays of the past. Night and day different. Yeah. And so you and I talked about this as we compared notes about, you know, how are they different for us? And, you know, one of the ways for me that's just so huge today is letting go of my codependence, right? This emotional dependence on other people, my spouse, my family, um, just feeling so enmeshed with them in the past. If they're happy, then I could, I could possibly be happy. If they're down, I'm down, right? This, you don't have an, an individual personal identity in yeah. the past. But today, 
that's not that's really not the case. I find that <clears throat> uh, pretty much if wherever my my spouse or family members are, I allow them the space to be there. Yeah, right. That's where they are, and I and I show empathy and. I can connect with them on whatever level they're at, but it, but I find that it does, it isn't the sole determinant of where I'm at, right? This, this external basically dictating your internal weather all the time. Yeah. And I find that in, in healthy recovery, I've been able to mostly let go of that. And it's such a cool feeling to just go into any environment of the holidays and, and just, and just be there, just, just be fully present is, is I like, I love, as you said, as we were talking, allowing yourself to feel the holidays, yeah. to feel them, not think your way through them, not focus on how crappy they've been in the past or numb your way through them, numb your way through, <laughs> but to feel, to feel, yeah. to feel the whole of what this time of year is about. And there are some wonderful feelings and emotions um, and, and some of them painful. And, yes. and even that part I've come to learn is okay. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's not all bad, right? We were talking earlier. I, 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 may, I may have shared this before, but for me, I, uh, I was just talking to a client the other day about this. I asked, I, I said to him, I said, you know, you know, my history, what would you think was the hardest time for me? Hardest, hardest holiday for me, you know, in the recovery process, you know, while I was in it, you know, in the thick of it early on, later on where, and I've asked this of clients before and they usually say, well, geez, I mean, obviously while you're in addiction and I, uh, I tell them, no, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, it was actually years two and three for me after, after getting sober. And that had to do with a lot of things. But the biggest reason I think was that <clears throat> by year two, it was starting. And by year three, once I had, you know, a really good amount of sobriety under my belt, the the whole the full weight and gravity of what this addiction has really been costing me and my wife and and my family i think was really weighing heavy on me i was i that year 3 i remember i was doing step 8 and 9 which is making amends with people which was probably <laughs> poor timing oh, yeah, so right? and so i mean there it was rough i was like i was to the point where it's like i'd i'd be driving home from work and like a Christmas song would come on and like by the end of it, like I'm tearing up and like getting home and my wife's seeing me as a mess. Like what happened? And I'm like, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, I'm just so sorry for what I put you through. And she's cutting me off. Just like that was now years ago. Like we're doing so much better. And like, mm. and, 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 and it wasn't that the, the other years were worse or, or better because they weren't right. These were better years, but I was feeling it. It was like I was feeling good things, but then also able to connect with that past. Yes. And I was trying to navigate that. And even though it sucked, it was it was a real blessing, right? Yeah, because you have to realize that in the years past and in, in the addiction years, you were numbing. Totally. And while they were incredibly difficult, at least you didn't have to feel or you exactly. chose not to feel. You didn't have to feel anything, at least nope, a lot of the time. Nothing. And now, you know, we we try, you know, Steve and I will tell you, we try to to allow ourselves to feel everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just let it come in, just sit with it, just be with it. And it's you know, while it can feel painful, it's just so liberating because you just feel like you're you're being you, all of me. Yeah. Right? All of it. Just and and it I don't know. There's just it's such a to, to feel deeply uh is a whole lot different than the numbing out. 
Hey everybody, Mark and Steve here. Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at tbscpodcast.com. Well, and, and we could make a whole podcast about this. Maybe we should. We won't divert too much today, but, <laughs> but it's coming up for me as you're talking about that, you know, how, uh, you know, that uh, being fully present just leads to so many other things, right? Uh, the holidays for me and for you, I'm sure, and for most listeners were probably filled with because, of, well, obviously they were, right? If we're acting out by definition, this is the case, but there was a lot of avoidance. Yes. And being able to be present with tra- like like not dreading traditions right but mm. looking forward to them yes um giving yourself permission to let go this was a big game changer for my wife and I letting go of toxic or triggering traditions and setting new ones right or are there things that we do around the holidays either with certain people or in certain situations that that lead to that again a good example is when i would during the holidays, it's kind of going back to that former podcast we did a few weeks back, you know, it's the holidays. And so what would I do? I just completely <laughs> let myself go, which, you know, did wonders for my addiction. I would let go in every other way. And then my addiction would be like, cool, we're going to have self-control now. Um, it was just like this weird, crazy Sodom and Gomorrah Christmas party. <laughs> I know, right? You know? And those become traditions. You know, we, they do. There are the more obvious family traditions, like you get together on Christmas Eve and have dinner or... You know, you all come together and wait till everyone's there to open up your gifts in order. Yeah, those are all traditions, but we invite you to think about maybe some of the traditions over the years that you've introduced into the holiday season that have become traditional, um, but not what you would typically think of, right? Yeah. So for me, it was, you know, a tradition of how many times I would act out, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Christmas Eve is super stressful. And so I've just, gotten done wrapping all the gifts. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm finally uh, able to look to go to bed. And what do I got to do before I before I go to bed? Well, let's go get a quick viewing session in on the computer. Sure. There's just all these different traditions, ways of thinking, ways that, you know, the ways that I approach myself, my spouse, my family. Yeah. Take a look at some of the things that have become automatic and habitual for you at the holidays. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it's time to back away from those, quote, traditions and purposely begin to to introduce others that yeah. are more healthy, more honest, more, more authentic and more just more joyful. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you said something interesting uh, when we were getting ready to record. Uh, you were talking about how, you know, there's that that uh, need and, and that you've been able to, in some respects, take back some of that kind of childlike wonder. Yes. Right. That comes with the holidays, the magic of the season. Yes. Um, and I so agree with you there, because even when I was in addiction, I remember the holidays. I just I used to still look for, even though they were painful at times, I still looked forward to them. I'd, I, this is probably before most of our listeners time, but, you know, I'd get the newspaper ads out and like be circling stuff for Santa and you know, what do I want and what could, what could, what could he bring and, you know, whatever else. And, and, you know, I think even absent addiction, I think as, as adults, it's easy to probably lose some of that without even realizing it. 
Uh, but I think for those of us trapped in addiction or dealing with a working with a spouse who's dealing with addiction, it's it can be you know even more so. And being able to take take some of that back has been kind of the fruit, I think, in many respects of recovery that's been able to actually filter back in, you know, and wow, this is, this could be a, this could really could be a good, a good Christmas. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, my, the thing that I had to find myself doing during the holidays when they became better was quite frankly to lighten up. I mean, my wife yes. would be like, Mark, lighten up, you're stressed, you're tense, you're right. It's like, chill out. Absolutely. And just invite some of that just fully in the present wonder of the moment, like you did as a kid, Let's yeah. invite some of that back in. It doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be so stoic. It doesn't have to be so pent up and pressurized. Yeah. Just allow yourself <laughs> to just be in the in in the the magic of the moment. It's okay. It's it's okay. I mean, we've said in a lot of these podcasts that we end up going back to when we were six or you know five or six or seven years old, and how that doesn't serve us. Yeah. This may be one of those examples in our in our podcast where it would be good for you to go back and be that six-year-old. Yeah. You know, if yeah. that was, think of the time that was the most magic for you during the holidays, whatever age that was in the past and transport yourself back. Yeah. You know, take some opportunities to do that. Yeah. I try to try to capture some of that back. I, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Well, and, and, you know, I think that uh, there's, there's a lot of things that go into being able to do some of what we're talking about and, and uh, one of the big ways I like to kind of put this is, you know, building up that emotional bank account yes. so that you can show up authentically and serve. And <sighs> that is such a great point, right? Because we, the holidays hit us and we're like, okay, I'm going to be happy. This is going to be successful this time. We're going yes. to get along as if it's just suddenly going to magically happen. And this is why, you know, you and I will tell people over and over and over again, Make sure that you're doing the little things on a daily basis going into the holidays and during the holidays, that little meditation time, that little breathing time, that little walk that you go for to get your physical stuff in, the journaling that you do, just those little self-care things, those are what are going to then allow you to be in the moment and to have new traditions and to break out of the old mindsets because you're making deposits to your own emotional bank account and also to your relationship bank account. Yeah. So little stuff counts this time of year. It absolutely does. One, and you know, we didn't even make this as part of our notes for today, but what's coming to mind that I feel like really ought to be said right now is, you know, start practicing. This is so much easier said than done, but start practicing giving yourself permission to enjoy the holidays. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I remember, I mean, looking back now, how much as we're talking, I'm sitting here thinking how much of that was self-imposed. There was actually a fair amount of it because even mm-hmm. when I was feeling right, what would come to my mind? Dude, you're just an addict. Like you don't have the right to be happy right now. Like, you know, you're hurting your wife left and right. Like, or even look- if you would start to enjoy yourself, you'd catch yourself and say, what are you yes. doing? You're yes. such a scumbag. You don't get to be happy. You really yeah. think you can enjoy this right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Your your marriage is failing, man. You can't be happy. Like, pull it back. <laughs> no, pull it back. <laughs> e- ease up on that happiness. <laughs> it's so Ab- true. Absolutely. Like we would just we would so get pulled into that, which I think takes us to kind of our insights because I know we're we could talk about this all day. Um, we and we do. We really love and care about each of you so much. We we want to kind of distill maybe some of the stuff that we learned 
kind of capstoning that three-part session we did about the holidays and navigating them with what Mark and I have kind of found and wish we'd we learned before. So hopefully this helps you, like many of our podcasts, not to have to reinvent the wheel so much this year mm-hmm. um, as we did in the past. So insight number one kind of ties in well with what we're talking about. Live in the moment. And when we say live in the moment, it's, it's, it's involving and taking into account that acceptance piece. Let go of the expectations of what the holidays, quote unquote, ought to be and honor the fact that you're in the place that you're at. The good, right? The, the, the hard, what, what you're doing well, what you're struggling with, because there are both. And it's so easy for shame to cloak all the positive things that might be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a place where you're on year two or three, like me, for example, of recovery, you're not doing anything wrong if you're, if you're feeling sadness. You're, you're, experience, you're grieving the past, right? Is there some shame in there to work on? Yeah, maybe. But a lot of that is healthy grieving and, and just recognizing, you know, the past for what it is and kind of reincorporating that. So being able to live in the moment, practicing that, you know, what, where you are today in your relationship, in your family, in your recovery process, and this is for addicts and for spouses, that is where you are. And, and it's okay to be there. This Christmas, in some respects, will probably be difficult for some, for, for random reasons, ranging from the addiction piece to, I'll just say the kid factor for all you parents out there, because that's a million ways that can go and family dynamics and all the stuff we've talked about already. Stuff going Um, on in the world. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mark, I don't know what you're talking about. There's definitely no political upheaval (laughs) and there's definitely no health concerns. So I don't know what anyone no it's it's it is it's a scary time and for a lot of people for different reasons yeah not you know not feeling ashamed or guilty if you feel some sadness if yes. you feel some grief hits you if you feel a little darkness come upon you the ability to just sit in that and be with it and just know that this this is this is just what it is here's the surprising part about that if you allow yourself to just sit in that without avoiding escaping acting out you know self medicating with the old habits You'll find that if you allow yourself to feel some of the deeper sad stuff, when the opportunity comes for some of the joyful stuff, you'll also find that you feel that more deeply as well. Yes. That's sort of the payoff. That's kind of the payback for allowing myself to kind of sit in the darkness for a bit, because when the light comes, I'm also able to receive that more fully, right? Feeling more deeply is feeling more deeply about all of it. Yes. It's a great way to put it. And I love that. That That is so true. I mean, give yourself permission, really, guys, to to celebrate to whatever emotional capacity you have right now, mm. and let the, give yourself permission to let the rest go. Yes, it's okay not to engage in every family party, or every get together, or every single dance recital of every single relative, or you know, <laughs> every single company party. I mean, all those there's ten thousand things that just pull us a million ways during the holidays. If you don't have that, and this is good advice, whether you're in recovery or not. Meet yourself where you're at, you know, have a conversation with your partner and figure out, you know, what do we have realistically have the capacity to do, what feels authentic and what doesn't Yeah. and practice letting those things go. Um, and I think, I think along with that, you know, is, is really, and this is kind of hard to do <laughs> obviously, but try to find the hope where you can for the future whether that's just a shred or two of it or whether that's been growing for this for you this year or whatever place in recovery that you're at. I, I For me personally, 
what I love most about this season, it wasn't as a kid, this wasn't the case. I wish it was, but it wasn't. Um, but the, what I love most about this season is that we are celebrating a being uh, a savior who has taught me and, and has, has brought about a, a miracle in the lives of, of everyone that the good news is, is that I don't have to be what I was yesterday today. And I don't have to be tomorrow what I am today. Um, I am able to change and move forward and grow. And we all are able to do that same thing. Um, and, and I know that that message is harder to hear for some than for others. I get that as a guy who was very resistant to that message for quite some time. Um, but there is hope. There is change. Hopefully one of the reasons that you guys tune in and what you get out of this is I know a lot of our clients will report this is it's just half the benefit is being able to see that this really can happen. That you can have hard times that when hard times do come up that you can navigate them. You know, my wife and I had a bit of a tiff the other day, uh, as I've indicated on here, oftentimes, you know, I wish I could tell you that I wish I could tell you that I do this holiday stuff. Perfect. I wish we could tell you that. I wish we could just say, hey, here's the list of stuff we do 100% all the time. And if you just like, it doesn't work that way. But we, you know, because stuff comes up, life happens. But the more you build the skills about getting back to a good place as much as possible, about forgiving yourself, forgiving, forgiving others, especially this time of year, I think that leaves us all in a better place to wherever you're at in the holidays to have it be a little bit better this year than maybe it was last year. Well, and I love that message of hope, Steve, and that's kind of my my final uh, message or gift to our listeners. The wonderful thing for me about I I like to, I call this time of year the the time of redemption. I love uh, Scrooge. I'm a Scrooge fanatic. I've mm. I've watched I don't know I probably have six different versions of the movie, yeah, <laughs> musicals and <laughs> cartoons and all of them. And I just can't get enough because it's all about redemption and change. And I see Scrooge, the character, and I see, I see Scrooge in me. So despicable, pathetic, you know, dark, narcissistic, ridiculous character who has no hope. And then suddenly through this wonderful process that you see in the Christmas Carol, you see him transform. Yeah. And I just feel that so deeply in my heart every year as I watch that. Um, and that's really what you're talking about. This is the, the biggest thing for me this time of year is, is the message of grace. Yes. There is this grace, right, through this, this miraculous, beautiful, amazing child in a manger. Here comes this, here comes this power of grace that we yeah. can be forgiven. We can move forward. We can be enabled to move forward. I don't have the power to go forward and do this on my own. And I don't have to. That's, yeah. that's the amazing part, right? All of, all of the power to do it can be given me. And we see that so much. And so that's our, you know, that's our real message is have hope for the future. Because what Steve and I can promise you is if you will just somehow keep doing the little things, even if you take one step forward and four steps back, you just keep returning to the basic. You just keep returning to the trying. Yes. And through, through those little efforts and this wonderful addition of grace and being enabled, you know, through, through the love of Christ, you, you will make it as individuals and couples one little step at a time. It, will, it works. 
it works. That's, that's the wonder of this time of year to me, the whole message that stays with me the whole year. And thank God for that because it, it is so, so great to be able to see that more clearly than we, we have in years past. We hope that this has been helpful for all of you. We've, I guess, part of our Christmas gift apparently today is going way over time. So <laughs> um, hopefully that was a good gift to give. <laughs> The gift of abundance, an abundance of Mark and Steve. Yep, apparently. So for those who are still listening, we thank you for your uh, for your patronage. Thanks for being listeners. Thanks for, most of all, thank you for being willing to do the hard work to work on such difficult things. It is, you really, I think most of our listeners don't really understand how rare it is to face these issues head on. Far too many couples are dealing with similar issues that you are dealing with, but they are dealing with it in a very underground, ignore it, put our head in the sand kind of a way. And nobody, I we are acutely aware that nobody tunes into this podcast because they've got nothing else to do. <laughs> hey, I'll go listen to Porn yeah. Betrayal, Sex and the Experts. You know, I got a <laughs> half hour to kill. What else am I going to do? <laughs> like you guys clearly are wanting something better and wanting to change. And we're just grateful to be a small part of that. So uh, thank you all again and have a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, we'll see you. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. Together, we can do the impossible. To learn more about Mark and Steve and to listen to more podcast episodes, visit us at pbscpodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.